Hello and welcome to the Even Me podcast. This is More Speaks. And your girl Kim. And your girl Kim. Oh, All right. And today, this is podcast number 23. We were just Woo! talking about that. And we've made it through past 20. So wow. today's podcast, um, got another topic for you guys. Uh, and this is a almost like a um, rhetorical question. Um, why am I stupid? <laughs> and what we mean by that is, you know, why um, not literally stupid, but, you know, basically, why would I go back to something that I know is not good for me? Or why would I go back to something that I know leads nowhere? So, um, Kim, go ahead and uh, tell me what you think, and then I'll go with my side. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, sorry, guys. I'm feeling under the weather for the last three days, but I'm here. I'm here. Um, how, you know, like, really, how can I be this stupid? And when a person did, first of all, never asked themselves that they haven't been living because you've been stupid once or twice in your life. But how we go back to something that we know that's leading to leading the road to nowhere um i've done it because it feels familiar i'm gonna say that it feels comfortable you don't have to make any changes you can go back to being your old self dealing with the, the old things you don't have to evolve and make changes so you feel like okay i can go back to that comfort i can go back to that relationship i know i'm gonna deal with this because it it's just the comfort or the fear of moving on and what may be out there for you, which may be better than what you've dealt with, but you just so set with this is comfortable. So you deal with what's going on in that relationship and it's toxic for you. Um, it ages you. It, it causes all kinds of turmoil, but you're just thinking, okay, I don't have to make any changes. I just go in back in there and be me and deal with what I deal with, you know, like a little kid. You got to deal with stuff, but when you become an adult, you don't have to deal, put yourself through it. And that's what a lot of us adults need to understand. We're adults now. We don't have to put up with that type of stuff. And then a lot of times we deal with stuff because of guilt. You know, we don't want to be the bad person and lead this person in the situation so you stay there and you deal with it but because it was guilt and or you want to be captain save them you know you want to be the person to to bring them out their situation whether it could be depression drugs alcohol uh to so that you want to be that person and i think that's my problem i have to work on because I want to be captain saving to everybody except for myself. So I have to learn to start saving myself from some situations. That's yeah, you can't, be, you can't be captain saving to everybody because you, you have to put a stop. And we spoke about this last, last podcast that's coming out. Um, um, you don't want... And, and the analogy I gave before is just like on the airplane when 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 you're on the airplane, you know, some of the safety advices that they give you is put on your mask first before you put on your child's mask, you know, basically save yourself so you can save, you know, the next person. And I think with being kept and save them, you know, all the time, if, if you do that, you never worry about yourself. You're too busy worrying about pleasing that person. Um, mm -hmm. Also, um, appeasing them and, and also, you know, making sure that everything's right for them, but you're not doing that for yourself because now, you know, you're, you're being, you know, the person, Oh, let me make sure this is this. Let me make sure this is this. And then basically, you know, two weeks after everything goes back to normal, goes back to, you know, whatever you feel stupid about being, you know that it goes back to that because now you're you're in the same rut you're in the same you know cycle that you had before you know if if, if they beat you before they're going to beat you again if they mistreat you before they're going to mistreat you again it's just going to go back like like we said before 
that person hasn't changed. It's not like it's a whole new person. Basically, you have to step out and basically be, you know what? I'm just going to change my situation, change my, I guess, um, demograph or, or, you know, um, my, my location and, and just move away, do something new, do something, you know, that, that you're not used to, you know, do a whole new thing, you know, just, just kind of basically dump them, just get away and, and, and move forward with your life and, and not have to, you know, go back to that same vicious cycle or the, the, uh, abuse cycle or, you know, or the substance abuse type cycle, you know, anything that that happened in the past is going to happen again. You're going to have that sweet spot. Yes. When you guys get back together and everything's going to be hunk dory, they're trying to win your love. You're trying to win their love. Like, let's say you're the cycle one, you know, you being a person, you're going to want to conform first and, and, and make sure everything's good. But everything's going to come back full circle. It's not like it goes away. It's, it's still, like we said before, it's still the same person. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. You know, the, the, the situation has changed by a few weeks or, you know, however long you guys will separate a few years, but it, it's going to go back because that's what you're used to. And that's what they're used to. They know they can get away with, you know, calling you names or, or mistreating you. It's going to come back. And, and then you knew you, you got away, you know, doing certain things. You got away for a little while. But when it when you come back, it's just going to go full circle. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of times we water ourselves down to be with a person. And, and that is the worst part because when you water yourself down you don't know your worth and you don't know what you're capable of because you want to deal in the presence of that person um as for me some things that i i've been going through and i was just like you gotta figure you out kim really because you kind of know yourself but you don't totally know yourself because you allow yourself to go back to situation and people Uh, that's not good for you that's not healthy for you so basically like yesterday I was feeling so bad so under the weather I even my mental started breaking down also at that time and like I just called our helpline and uh, EAP and like look I need a therapist right now and getting back into therapy again because you you reach something because I'm like this Therapy don't stop after six months. You haven't worked out 40 years in six months, you know? Mm-hmm. So you need something. And it it took me to really open up to other people to say, it is something deep down wrong with me because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm taking care of everybody else. I want to save everybody else. I want to be there for everybody else. I don't want to be the bad person. If I leave somebody, that means I'm bad because I done done that before. God's punishing me. All this kind of stuff. And I'm like, God don't punish us that way. God, really, we're punishing ourselves by staying in the situation where we're not recouping what we're giving out. You know, at least half, you know, not a 100, but half of what we're giving out. We're not getting that back. And we only getting the bare minimum is just because we are in some type of fear of, you know, being alone, not loved. But we're never going to find that love that person could be standing on the other side of this storm that I'm going through you know and I know a lot of people going through it right now that you go through relationship breakups and it's hard it tears you down so much but I'm sitting there like why am I toe down this this is not uncomfortable you know unfamiliar to me it's the same thing I've been through it but why this time it hurts a little bit more I guess because I went in thinking, okay, he didn't change. This duck got a, you know, he got a cleaner suit on. So <laughs> he changed himself. So I'm like, I'm ready to go in here working hard. You forgive people for what they did and what they said. That's a godly thing to do. But I was watching Selma, Malcolm and, and uh, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, 
at when he was saying how Malcolm was so, you know, rambunctious and he believed the things he believed. I think the problem is I'm a Malcolm, but deep down, I mean, I'm a Martin, but deep down Malcolm is in there and I just want to fight everything to stand up for what's right for me. And I have to do that in the right way. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it to curse nobody. I don't want to call nobody out of name. I don't want to put no blame on anybody. Make you feel bad for what you did. I don't. Do I want to bash heads? Yes, I do. Do I want to see you hurt? Yes, I do. But that's not the godly way. So that's that Martin coming out. That's not the godly way to do it. Because God can do things 10 times better than I can. But it's my own stupid stupid selfish pride that gets me in this situation god never told me that i'm supposed to be this person help me i'm supposed to save this person he never said that to me i told myself that and because going back to one of our podcasts our past trauma is instilled in me and that's what i figured out yesterday when i got up out that bed and went to the urgent care because i was feeling so bad but I made that appointment too. I was like, you know, you're not taking care of yourself, Kim. You're out here doing a hundred different things for a hundred different people. And you're not taking pride and time for yourself. And this came from my past trauma. That's all I ever knew. Take care of my mom and my sister. I mean, and it's like, step back. I can't do this no more. I got to take care of Kim. I got to get to know Kimberly and get her taken care of and get her revived and get her whole and better for whoever's waiting on this other side of the storm. Because I come out of storm, I may be out that storm about a month, two months, and boom, I hit another storm. So I didn't hit Ike, Katrina, uh, Harvey, all back to back. Yeah, so, uh, so you mentioned something and we really haven't like touched on that and it's the loneliness factor um because mm-hmm. i i and it's a good point because i had a friend that kind of went through this um he was basically having issues with um his um girlfriend at that time mm-hmm. you know they, they ended up getting married but what happened was they I guess they argued about petty stuff, you know, here and there. And then, you know, he's like, I'm not going back. I'm not going to do this. And, you know, I kind of like spoke to him, you know, just, you know, gave him a little bit of advice. But at the end, you know, he broke down and told me one day he was like, I can't do it. And I was like, can't do what? He's like, I can't be alone. Mm. He's like, I have to have someone you know in my life i'm not used to that i was married before you know and i had someone and and we you know we we were together for many years you know and and that's all i know so i i mean i guess i i can get that but i think you know for me outside looking in I, i feel like it could be easy to leave a person and not need someone because there was a point in time where i was alone for a while and I was okay. You know, I was, I'm, on, I'm an online gamer, so I was okay being alone. But, you know, it then it came to a point where, you know, after a few weeks of, you know, being home and, you know, going out wherever I, the hell I wanted, you know, it, you know, you kind of feel the need to have someone, someone to talk to mm-hmm. on a daily basis, you know, or, you know, every other night or something like that. So I kind of understood understood what he, what he was talking about because you being alone you know a few nights you're okay mm-hmm. if you don't have someone living with you someone talking to you, your kids or someone you know you'll be okay with a certain point in, at a, to a certain point in time and then it's going to come to where it hits you you're like i'm freaking lonely i don't have no one you know i need someone you know to go out it's only so many times i mean you want to go out on your own or mm-hmm. hang out on your own. If you don't have like your kids or something like that, you just feel like extremely lonely. And like, let's say you're going to like some through some type of depression or, or some type of situation it's going to hit you even worse. So, I mean, I, I get it, but I think 
when it's a certain situation and you are dealing with, you know, past trauma or that person calls you past trauma, then you should have it to where in your mind you move forward and, and like, let's say not go back to that person, but find someone else, someone that fits your criteria that, you know, you've basically set in your mind, Hey, you know, this person used to beat me. I'm going to make sure the next person does not beat me. Or this person used to talk to me a certain way. I'm going to not go, you know, and find someone in that does that. Or, you know, you're not going to go to a bar knowing that the previous relationship, the person you were with, um, drank a lot. So you're going to find someone that gets drunk there. So it's like, go to the right places. And, and then people say, well, you know, go to church and find someone. Not everyone that goes to church is godly. Mm-mm. You know, some of the most ungodly, unchristian people are there. And I don't want to say that that's everyone, Mm-mm. but that's not like, that's not, I mean, if, if you go to a bar looking for someone to drink, you're going to find it. If you go to church, yeah, you're going to find someone that's godly, but there are a lot of unholy, a lot of unholy and a lot of ungodly people there that, you know, go just to go, you know, they're not going to be, you know, holy, you know, and, and they haven't given themselves completely to God. You know, you know, it's been a while for me. I, I go to church all the time, but, you know, I haven't got baptized in, you know, many, 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 many years, but I don't consider myself a bad person and I don't consider myself unholy. I mean, I, I do everything within my power to, you know, follow the steps of God, but I'm not 100% holy. You know, there's only person I think that can be 100% holy is someone that's 100% in the faith, you know, and follows every rule and like pastors, you know, cause they have to be, but even so there's some pastors that don't, you know, you know, depending on your, your church or depending on where you go, you know, they, they, everyone has like, uh, my father-in-law said, everyone's human. Everyone has a downfall. So you, you never know, you know, what you're, you know, running into. Yeah. The hospital, I mean, the church is a hospital, basically a lot of broken, (laughs) broken people. So you, when you go into church and try to find somebody, just understand that they broke in two. They are, are they getting over their, their healing too? Because that's what I've, I've understood. I mean, just because you in church doesn't mean you all the way there. Because, um, you know, I like pastors to be real. I don't like pastor. Like, my pastor is so real. I love that about him. I don't like the pastor that, like, they never had a past and they want to condemn you of yours. But I think, you know, one thing when you say I'm dealing with you know, you know what you don't want to deal with because of what you dealt with. How do you know what you want? I mean, Say it again. <laughs> you know what you don't want to deal with because of what you dealt with. So my, how do you know what you want? I mean, because, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with nobody that we can't get over something that happened. Okay, that happened. Let's get over it. it did it? Did it? Did it take us out? Did it did it cause anything to happen between us? No, it didn't. It was just a simple mis- miscommunication or something like that. Uh, you know, get over it and move on. But I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with nobody who, um, you know, constantly feel like you have to cuss me out, put me down. I don't want to deal with anybody who feel like they have to put their hands on me. Um, I don't want to deal with anybody that, you know, see, I know what I want, don't want to deal with, but I don't know what I do want to deal with. What if this person is, is soft-spoken and don't speak all the time and just listen? Okay, I want somebody to speak back. You know, I can be at home with my dogs and somebody that can't speak back to me or, you know, elaborate with me on things. But it, it's just, that's the hard thing to uh, decipher. What do you want to deal with? Because you know what you, you have dealt with. And, um. Uh, I just don't know. It's just like that's a tough situation you you're in because you didn't deal with so much where you're confused. Like you walking around confused because you know all the bad things. 
okay, this can you, because somebody have a drink, that may, may be my trigger and be afraid of that person, you know, because I was always afraid of people who got drunk and they took out their anger. Like if I drink and I get a little happy, I'm happy or and I go to sleep. Most people have such past that bring that that hinders them that they haven't fixed alcohol makes them bring that up so you get the, the short end of the stick now well you did say you know uh what getting with somebody else and you know moving on that's what I've, i i'm not i'm not saying i'm a bad person right but i don't want to find my next victim you know because <laughs> i i feel like the person, once they leave a relationship, yeah, you're going to be alone. And that's a hurtful thing. You don't want to be alone. You want to feel that somebody that cares. You don't have to sleep in the bed with them every day. But just somebody that cares for you, check on you, be there for you or whatever. But if I leave one relationship and it's not sealed, I'm going to just find my next victim. Because I'm going to put all that mistrust and all that stuff that I dealt with with this person on somebody else so I feel like when it's sealed and okay there's no coming back then I can work on me because this is what people do and they don't understand they find their next victim instead of their next partner because they get out of the relationship with somebody get into a relationship with another person either you was hurt when you got out of that relationship how did you go to this person and you gonna give this person your full all people done got married like that and i'm like thinking how did you give you was with this other person in the bed with this other person how did you get it don't to me emotions don't turn on and off like that for me it don't don't turn on and off like that and uh if i care for you i care for you and i made that mistake but i became somebody victim and then all they do is move on to the next victim because they don't fix themselves and uh, many times it's it's therapy that's why i say i need to get back into therapy because whatever god has for me i want to be able to receive it be thankful for it and treat it like it should be treated not treated you know mishandled it because i'm so afraid and so caught up with these past traumas that i've been through yeah i mean you brought up great points and i mean like you said you know what you don't want to deal with but you do know what you want to deal with but how do you find that how do you find what you do want to deal with and and how much like we said in a previous podcast how much are you willing to put up with to find that right situation that right partner that right person that that meshes with you you know your yin to your yang or whatever you know mm-hmm. i think it's it's in this day and age it's it's more tougher for us 40 year olds to <laughs> to figure that out because we know what we don't want mm-hmm. but how are you going to find what you want because now you have like this list of of things mm-hmm. you you want to find in a man or a woman but that other person that's 40 years old around your age you know or you know within your age bracket they're looking for similar things or maybe different mm-hmm. you know because their mindset could be I don't want to deal with someone within my age. You know, they may ha- be having a midlife crisis already and they're looking for someone younger or they're looking for someone to do something that, you know, that last person didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you know what that last person did. You know what you don't want to have in that next one. So I think sometimes you have to have an open mind. You know, mm-hmm. you have to find someone who has feet, uh, fills most holes you know or gaps you know that you're looking for or you know checks the boxes most boxes and try to make it work out you know whereas trying to look for someone who fits everything you know like we spoke about before tall dark handsome (laughs) and does this and has money and has a job you know some of those criterias don't fit every person and and 
and trying to save someone to to make it work or to um just go back to what you knew because it's 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 commonplace or it's it's something simple to to fit back into it's like you got this brand new car you're looking at a brand new car it's a new car note you know and 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 it's got all the bells and whistles you know it's it's it meets it meets all your new criteria that you're looking for but you have this 96 Honda Accord <laughs> that has like 150,000 miles. It takes you everywhere you need to go. It has, you know, excellent gas mileage. You know, you, you, you kept it up to date. Just needs oil here and there, you know, or something like that. But from time to time, it breaks down on you, you know, and you have to just give it a, a, an uplift. Now, are you willing to sacrifice and and get into a car note or keep that car that may or may not break down on you on any given time? And your mind has never, you know, because the mind is a crazy thing. You know, when you have a car and, 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 and you know it has an issue, when you start thinking about it, that issue happens. Like you start thinking, oh man, I got a bad battery. It's gonna like mess up on me. That's mm-hmm. the day it does it, because it, it that's the way the world works. But if you have this brand new car, something you've never, you know, driven before besides the test drive, but you're gonna get into a car payment, and but you can make it work because it fits your, it fits everything. You can afford it, but you're still thinking, man, but I can just keep this car. And ride it till the wheels fall off and just keep doing oil changes and maybe or may not, you know, or may or may not leave me, you know, stranded here or there, you know, but you know, it's going to come in your mind. You're thinking, you know, it, you know, it's, it's eventually going to happen. So why not move into something new, step into something new, try a new relationship, you know, and not go back to what you've had before where, you know, if 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 a certain situation happened, and we we spoke about this before, if a certain situation happened before, it's gonna come back again. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with the car; it's gonna come back again. With the new car, you know, the only issues you're gonna deal with with a new car is new car issues. You know, maybe it has a recall, maybe it has, you know, the gas mileage is is not the same, or you have to you know step it up and you got a bigger engine versus you know a, a four cylinder versus a six cylinder or vice versa an eight cylinder you know you know what to expect you can hop in that car at any given time and 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 everything's gonna be smooth sailing you know but it's the old car that's the issue i i beg the different on that let me tell you why (laughs) okay i used to be the person that always wanted a new car right i wanted the new car man i've got this car i want this one or whatever because I don't have to worry about that. But say, you know how they say cheaper to keep them or whatever. Yeah, the old saying is cheaper to keep her. Uh, I got so, something to say after that. Go ahead. <laughs> so let me tell you how I'm putting it, and I and I could be wrong because I can't compare the two because you know one car is not taken care of right the the oil hadn't been changed it has some issues but if your used car has been taken care of got the mileage take you know all changed when it needed to be changed tires rotated whatever i think it's better to stick with the old one it's just things that you have to work out you know but this is the but if that old one you know that you'd have missed a couple of oil changes on that sucker you know that you dogged that car out. It's time to change. And I, I'm going to just say it for me. Put it out loud. Uh, I deal with a relationship. It had a lot of issues in that relationship. That's a, that's a vehicle that has issues prior to me. That it needed to be worked out. I wanted to be Captain Saber. Then that made that more issues between us. Because... I couldn't conform to where he wanted me to conform to or how he wanted me to be. I don't know what it was. But anyway, but a lot of people want to get the new car and can't afford the new car. 
The new car looked pretty. That's that girl that's on that pole. She looked pretty. But I'm just saying, I'm going to just tell you the truth. That she looks pretty. And then this is coming from my sons who's in the late 20s, early 30s. Everybody, everything about her looked good. But why are you looking on the outside instead of the inside? Because that's a made up. When she get off that pole, how is she? How is she every day? Because she still have a standard. Now, some of them come off that pole and look, you know, be regular. Some of them come off of it and they have to live this um, standard on Instagram, right? They have to, you know, they got to keep their money coming in other directions. So when a man loses or a woman loses something in their relationship, that's something that wasn't done. Have you been checking in this relationship, making sure, hey, is the oil change? You know, do I need some new tires? Because we're going miles on this 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 relationship. Uh, let me get some seat covers. Yeah, the seat's kind of worn, but let me get some little seat covers. We both are changed. That's 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 the outer appearance of both of y'all. The seat covers they're changing, they're wearing. So okay, let's cover up. We can't be all out and open no more. You know, breasts out, legs all out, or whatever. You you know, you know, dressing in from the 20s 30s 40s that's gonna be a difference but that's your car so you have to love your car if you take care of it it'll take care of you versus going get something new now yeah if that car to completely then clocked out and you did everything to keep it up float okay yeah i did it's time to you know let me go kick the tires on this new car let me research this new car because what people do and it's been my problem. That's why I said I try not to make it a sex thing for me. Because that my last real relationship was about sex. I try to make it not about sex for me. I try to make it about that person. And that's like a car. Let me go, you know, let me test drive it. Let me research it. Let me learn about it. Those are the things I didn't do. And I keep going back to that other car that the oil hadn't been changed regularly. Uh, it had issues. It was knocking. The motor was knocking. They just put thicker oil and it was knocking before I got with it. But I still tried to shake with it. You know, see me shaking with the, the car shaking down the road, you know, because you 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 get you you're fearful. Yeah. To get it to something new. Can I afford it? Is it you know, is it going to take away from my time? You know, what if something happened? Get repoed. I'm back on the, the ground again. I done traded my old car for this new car. You know, what if my job play out? I mean, yeah, look at all it. So you messed up my whole analogy. We put it in a different way. But we put it in a different way, though. So, like, seriously, though, you don't think about it. Your car, you got. You, you a car fanatic, right? You restore cars, right? Yeah. But as long as you take care of that car, that car gonna take care of you. That's how you can see people. So you and your you and your fiance, you know you're doing everything that needs to be done. Is she doing what she needs to be done? Y'all meet each other halfway. That's taking care of a car in a relationship. But if you trying to do everything and the other one is just constantly, you did, you did, you this and this, and they constantly trying to find fault with what you do, or constantly trying to find something that you do, like, oh, you was on instagram or use on facebook okay what does that mean a hundred thousand people are on these platforms that doesn't mean you you I, i'm still giving you 100 if you start seeing me slacking off something going on i'm not gonna go meet nobody on facebook or instagram and say i want to get with them but you are doing all this stuff you're actually stalking all these people you're actually you know, lurking for girls with big booties, big breasts, or whatever. You lurking for this because something may have happened in your past. I don't know, but it's just that you can't work it out. You can't get it together. I mean, that's what I say. And that's sometimes with a new car. I bought a new car six months off the lot. It started giving me problems, electrical problems at that. And they said they couldn't find out what was going on with it. I got, I had to pay it off, and I was stuck yep. with it for oh. six years. Well, I mean, so my analogy was messed up, but you know, you understood. Yes, I it's, understood. It's, it's basically a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 
you got that broken down car, that broken down relationship, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to come back and, and bite you in the butt because you're trying to keep it on the road because mm-hmm. and you know you've missed a couple of oil changes you know you have had your issues you know mm-hmm. and, and it's gonna come back and bite you you know sooner or later a new car you know granted there is some lemons out there like mm-hmm. you just mentioned but mm-hmm. most times a new car you're just basically gas and oil changes gas mm-hmm. and oil changes and then you know eventually like you said tires you know, after a certain amount of time of, of driving, you know, or if you know you're going somewhere far, same as a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that person is is going to be faithful to you as long as you do what you're supposed to and they do what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have that someone that's a tire kicker that constantly says, oh, I want a new car, I want this car, I want this car. You already know this person is undecisive, which that's kind of like me. You know, I always want a different car because I see something that I like something or I, you know, test drove a car and I seen features. But am I going to go change a car and get into a higher note? Probably not. But -hmm. if you have a person that, like you say, is lurking, you know, going on other people's pages or watching you, you know, you know, go on people's pages or, or, you know, worried about what you're doing or like someone said before, um, shebang or what was it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Remember, uh, your friend said that her oh, husband goes on people's pages and, and posts something. Oh yeah. I can't remember thing. I can't remember it. Oh my God. I remember you. Yeah, she did say that. It. So, I mean, that that's a different thing. Like I'll say maybe many years ago, I would, you know, comment on people's pages, but it was like honest things, you know, or if you got a nice car or something like that, you know, and then some people take that. Okay. Some people don't, some people think you're trying to, you know, talk to them. You know, especially if it's a a car girl or something, you know, they get hit on all the time. But I think if someone's lurking, someone's watching, someone's basically looking at everything you like or dislike or have those apps that because there's apps that actually tell you when you unfriended someone or something like that, you know, it, it gives a lot of information. But I don't know. I ever since I've stopped doing car shows and things like that i don't i get on instagram i watch a few videos i get off it's 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 not the same to me same as you know youtube i'll I'll watch certain comedians or car shows or certain things that i'm interested or watch other podcasts you know Mm -hmm. just to get more information you know and keep up to date but certain things you want to not inundate yourself with certain things because then it fills your mind up with other things just like a man or a female that goes onto Instagram just to look for that big booty or the big breast or something, because mm-hmm. then you start looking to your significant other and be like, well, man, she don't got a big booty. You know, she don't got big breasts. You know, like you say that the, the, the strip on the pole, you know, can only be good for so, so long. And then, you know, then you have to come back home, you know, but now you're out of like 70, $80, you know, whatever you spent at, at that club. But, I think that when it's a fantasy, it's a fantasy. It should stay a fantasy. It shouldn't, you shouldn't bring that back home and try to manipulate your significant other or try to picture them in that same thing. Cause that person gets paid to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, once they go home, they go to the significant other. They're probably just plain Jane, you know, just, you know, at that time they're, you know, putting on a show because that's their job, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think with the, with the whole Instagram thing, you know, we, we've said this before, you know, you have to take that at face value mm-hmm. because th- that person is not 100% what you see there. You know, they're, they're a, a totally different person. Yeah. And what gets me is like, I'm not going to say all guys, but some guys, um, uh, they they want you to dress up now 
but not man you know if, if we we're in a relationship I, I don't mind doing it yeah i do it but what are you giving me that's the thing what are you giving me because me and think it's just like whatever this goes through their mind is like we are always ready that's not true young girls be thinking they always ready what well, they make men think they always ready because there's dollar signs in their eyes but men they don't they don't do anything like how can i i'm gonna say this and this is for another podcast i don't want the hot dog give me the sausage your shit is a hot dog is flingy right now that, and that you call that hard i mean this flingy dog hot dog i mean come on but i don't bring that up to you because i know that things gonna happen let me try to work with it you know what the hell look at your shit too because don't don't just put it on the woman but give us something like y'all can't dress up I, no man don't need to dress up but give me something to excite me i have to excite you entice you which i don't mind doing but what the hell are you doing to me because certain men once the, the dick ain't all that no more we have to learn how to work a couple other things, but it ain't all that certain ones because you don't wore it out. <laughs> you don't wore it out back in your day, or you still trying to wear it out. And yeah, nah. But I don't know. It's like I'm not gonna go. You look for a youngster. I'm not gonna fantasize about a youngster because you know the situation is us, and I'm gonna keep it between us because that's what I want to work, but. I don't know it's just I, they look at i don't know what women i've never heard an older woman that i talked to said that they, they look at uh porn or they probably do but a strip club for the male chippendales or whatever to get them you know we don't try to we try to change y'all to be better but we don't try to change y'all in the bedroom put it like that that's what y'all try to change us in the bedroom like yeah this fantasy in the head and i think all of them because i have older boys I think that's in men, period. So, y'all have this fantasy. I don't know. I but think it. women have that fantasy. It's not... I don't think it's every woman. Because, I mean, I've known women that... Back in the day when that club La Bear was around, they thought, you know, those were the finest men. Mm-hmm. You know? And then part two is like um, horsemen. I know you heard of Horseman. And, I, and I heard of it, but I didn't go, you know? So, like, you know, I mean, I, I went to clubs and it, they end up bringing them on. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? You know? But then, I, you know, that to me, that's, that's, to me, that's selfish because, you know, there's women in that club. You know, if they would have brought strippers, I would have been like, hell yeah, you know? Because sometimes mm-hmm. that's what happens. You know, they, they bring people from other locations, you know, and, and come there to kind of like promote their club and then they 20 minutes and they're out. But back to the fantasy, I mean, certain things and, and I think certain people love to live that fantasy, love to live in that world and love to, you know, fantasize on certain situations, you know, you know, every guy, oh, if I had twins, you know, I'd, I'd I'd be with both twins or some or menage a trois. You know, some guys can't even handle two women. You know, some guys can't even handle one woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like some women can handle one guy. You know, it, it's it's vice versa. And, and, and I think sometimes I think the fantasy, the fantasy world, they see you see porn and you see them going at it for like 40 minutes. But the whole time they're taking breaks in between because it's 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 a, a filming so they're like it's a break it's not like it's 40 minutes straight you know most most people have sex for like 10 minutes and that's it they're done you know <laughs> unless you move to another position or you you know you start with foreplay you know it just depends or some people say you know we're gonna have sex all night well sex all night can be you know a you know a little bit here and then you, you know you relax and then you go again it's not like you're going the whole freaking night mm-hmm. you know i don't think i've ever gone the whole night but you know you just you know you got breaks in between you go get a sandwich you come back and part <laughs> two part three or you know whatever but i'm just saying it's like you go get a sandwich <laughs> yeah 
I'm just saying, it's like you take a break, you go get some water or something. It's 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 never like the fantasy world. I don't think should ever intertwine with the real world, just because mm-hmm. I don't think either of those, you know, could meet in the middle and and you have a healthy relationship because you're still thinking of that fantasy world or mm-hmm. you you don't. Let's say your woman doesn't live up to the fantasy or your man doesn't live up to the fantasy. You know, you wanted, you know, a big sausage, but all he has is a hot dog or something, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa. You know, sometimes you just got to deal with what's there. If the, if the love is there, then it doesn't even matter, to, to mm-hmm. be honest. You know, as long as both of y'all are pleased, you know, in the end. And then we still got one topic to talk about it and you haven't even mentioned it. Which one? Why are you looking at your paper? Because <laughs> I'm trying to we talk about you know what you don't what, what we gotta talk about. What is so, so how would you feel if your significant other had a wedding dress? Oh yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Or anything like that. So my opinion and uh, we said this before we started. I, I believe if you come out and tell me, hey, I got a wedding dress and, you know, all my life I've thought or I wanted to get married, you know, the, the white wedding dress with the white picket fence. And, you know, I just didn't have a man or anything, but I knew, you know, my dream was always to get married. I would take that and be like okay understandable but if you tell me you know different you know you're like well i never been in a relationship but this guy gave me a dress he gave me a ring i think i would feel a, a little different so go ahead and explain your situation okay so yes i do so it's about me i'm gonna tell the truth shame the devil I was talking to a friend earlier today and she was like, you have to let the past go. And that's probably why I still deal with some situations. But I'm like, I let the past go. What are y'all talking about? Then I got to thinking as I'm driving and I'm talking to her, I was like, oh my God, I have a whole wedding dress that's 13 years old in my closet. The engagement ring 13 years old i have it and it, everywhere i go it moves with me that is holding on to the past she was like girl you need to go sell it you need to you know go take it to the pawn shop put it on offer up it, it's brand new wedding dress and you need to just go pawn it and just that's relieving you of the past so you can move forward and i was like oh i'm saving that for my daughters one of them ain't even that age to get married. The other one, she's too focused on middle school, medical school. She ain't bothered right now. And the dress wouldn't even fit her because she's much shorter than me. But anyway, I was like, oh, my God. I need to go before my next journey. I'm, I'm God moving me to a new journey. I can't take this to my new journey. And it's, it hurts because that's my color. And I don't want to get with another man and be like, you know, I got this wedding dress. We're going to use this wedding dress. Even though another man bought it, this is my ideal wedding colors and dress. That's how I feel. I'm, I guess I'm trying to defend it. But I've always taken this dress. And, and the crazy part about it, I think I'm trying to make sure that I'm not tripping. I think I did move this dress in. When another dude, when I moved in with another dude, I think I brought that dress there. I know I did. So that tells did you how. Say anything? Did he ever? He never seen it. It was. It, it was. He never went in there and seen it. I put it in the kids' room, so he never actually got to see it. And I wasn't hiding it. It was just no room in the closet, so I put it in another closet. I, you know, so. Uh, I think that my new journey that I'm going through and next month, I'm going to try to go ahead and sell it. It's going to hurt, but I'm going to go ahead and sell it so I can move. So, so I can... The question is, why is it going to hurt? Like because what? it's not going to hurt because of that, that past relationship is over and done with. But 
I just did that's the dress I picked out he went and bought it for me and well, I got sized in it and everything and I was gonna get married and those are my colors but I think that hurt because I held on to it for so long but it's time to because once I start piecing some stuff away out of my past I think I can move forward into my future and um that's what I'm ready to do. I'm ready to do so. As of tomorrow, I'm going to have to send you, Anthony, pictures that I, I put this thing on offer up to sell it. So I can cleanse my my, my past and go ahead and move I mean, you, you don't have to prove it to me. but I, I don't have to prove it to you because you're going to say something about it. You know you. Your little smart remark. Hey, whatever happened to that dress? I already know. Like I may get a text message from you, so I don't know. I'll wait a week and then I'll <laughs> there you go. But I'm gonna do it. Yes, yeah, so I got two. So I, okay, so let's 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 flip the script on it. Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say you got involved with the man, mm-hmm. right? And he had a tux, mm-hmm. and a tux is like a wedding tux. It's not like a, I guess the. A, a wedding tux and a regular tux is almost the same. Mm-hmm. But let's say it's it's a wedding tux, and um, and he had a wedding ring, or he mm-hmm. had a an engagement. Well, men don't get engagement rings, but he had a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you found it? Like he never told you about a previous relationship. He never told you that he was almost married. He's never said anything about it. <laughs> and he had it in a room. It's his size, his size, and everything. Like he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And the wedding ring, it's you know, in like a jewelry box. And one day you just happen to put your stuff. How would you feel if you were to find that? But he's never mentioned anything about a relationship. He's never mentioned he was almost married. You know, and you guys tell each other everything. And it's like six, seven months down the line, like the the whole meet and greet stage is gone. So now I set the stage. How would you feel? Can I tell you something? That has happened to me. Uh, <laughs> I never told you this. Okay, so the 10 the year relationship I was in, 11 years or whatever. Um he didn't tell me he was going to marry that girl he got out the relationship with and then we got together. Um he didn't ha- he had a ring. I never seen it in the car before. And all of a sudden I found it in the door of the car. This is a red ring. And uh I was like, "Huh? What is this for?" And he was he told me, "Yeah, he was going to get married. He was going to propose to the girl, but it didn't work out. Some stuff went on." So he ended up proposing to me with the same ring that he had from another girl. So that's the ring I got that I need to pawn to. And it's a $6,000 ring. So I think I was caught up at that time. It was flashy. Um, But did I feel hurt? No, because in return, he ended up proposing to me. Um, Mm. Because I think it came before me. I I wasn't hurt. I should have been maybe because you using some ring that you was planning on giving another woman and you gave it to me. Um, so maybe I posed the question wrong. Maybe it's not a wedding ring for her or another lady. Maybe it's his wedding ring that he had. Oh, uh, and like, how would you feel if you found like a man's band? And you he know, didn't in, t- in the car and he didn't tell you he never mentioned that he was supposed to get married or thought about getting married or anything like that once again because it's before me I, I think I wouldn't be upset about that because it's before me and if it ended and we together you're not having any you know you don't, y'all don't even conversate or speak anymore it's before me now if you're dealing with that person uh back and forth talking well guys are very good of hiding stuff they think they are good anyway <laughs> they think they are that good and then you change it up some of them can some of them so sneaky you won't know nothing now other ones they so dumb you will you figure it out but i'm thinking that if you still i find some kind of notion that you're dealing with that person like 
this is the thing when I, I'm a, a lot of guys I had to get used to they'd be on their phone watching other stuff but some of them sneaky they have these dark screen whatever the screen protectors on their phone yeah. now so you can't see what they doing privacy screen privacy screen so they doing other stuff and and knowing what I know now that my exes do conversate with me and they in other relationships I know those women don't know so I know that they can be hurt and I, I don't know I'm, I'm not gonna say God getting back at me because I, I didn't do anything I mean that's their fault but um if they if he's still dealing with that person if I got a notion he's still dealing with that person I would be hurt but if this is something happened and then we get together maybe a year later then yeah I, yeah huh <laughs> I'm no good no because I would expect, I would expect you to be mad or upset or. I I can't. I mean, I would. I mean, if if I find so, like, let's say, you know, if I find like letters and I find mm-hmm. notes and you haven't got rid of it, and mm-hmm. let's let's say it's like a year down the line, two years down the line, mm-hmm. you still have it. It's still lingering lingering <laughs> around. You know, you still got, you know, a wedding ring, a, a wedding band. You know, and and you don't wear it, but you don't. You still have it. I mean, when I got out of a relationship, I got rid of everything. I got rid of the wedding band. I pawned it or something. I sold it. I got rid of it because I knew, you know, that was it. We're done. You know, I don't. I don't want to be going back and forth, back and forth. You know, so I got rid of it and. I don't want the next person that I start to date to think that, you know, there's like no closure. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, that's just me. Well, this is the thing. I think when I take that wedding dress with with, with me, um, I didn't know where we was going. I thought we was, we, if we would have went into a direction that it was going to be something, we didn't even last two months together. That tells you. That's crazy. Not even two months. But um, if I'm just talking to somebody, eh, I'm not going to get rid of everything. Yeah, I'm, let me get rid of it at my own pace. But if I know we're moving to something better, yeah. Now, I'm not going to have any letters or anything like that. But something that I don't think that they will see if it's in another, it's a closet or whatever. Or it's put up like the ring is put up right now. And the dress is in the closet. You have to really go. It's in the back of the closet. But if we actually going somewhere in this relationship and not just cutted buddies. Remember that, that episode, mm-hmm. cutty buddies? If mm-hmm. we're not just that, then, yeah, I'm going to get rid of it. Because I want to start fresh with you. But this guy, the the one that I got with and I brought the wedding dress to his house. I mean, I got an engagement ring from him. I didn't want a big engagement ring. I wanted something because my auntie always said, the bigger the ring, the worse the divorce, quicker the divorce. So I was like, this time I want a regular size ring. I don't want nothing big on my finger. Shit. It didn't even last two months. So I, I got two rings to get rid of in a dress. And I, I, I figured that out now, but I didn't think about it then. It's just that my friend, she brought it up. And I was like, when I told her, I said, man, you know, it's crazy. I got this dress in my closet. And she was like, you got to get rid of the past. You starting to embarking on a whole new future, a whole new city that you would never thought you would live in. You move, you move into a whole new city. So let's get rid of all the old. Because I was talking about getting rid of old clothes that I don't wear and logging them, you know, taking them over to my new place. But she was like, yeah try to get rid of that so yeah that's that's one of the things i got and i need to just you know close the casket on it maybe yep but it's a lot of people getting married and it's it's it's, it's a beautiful dress don't get me wrong and the ring up I, I don't like doing pawn shops but uh, let me go see what they say i don't like going in there because it feels creepy to me but pawn shop feels creepy to you yeah it feels creepy because you got like i went to a pawn shop looking for something I don't know what I was looking for out of there. And it was just all these people selling all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, did they just rip? Yeah. (laughs) Did they rip off somebody? It was something I was looking for. 
Oh, you know what? It was my son. He was young. I went to look for a little game for him. And they said, go to the pawn shop. Don't buy him nothing new. He's he he too small. That's what it just felt. It felt creepy because all these people, man, they, they look like they just robbed the shit out of somebody's house. They had a lot of stuff. So I felt like, oh, the cops swarm in here. You know, I'm in here trying to buy a game. But I, I think I'm going to just, yeah. I'm a, that's, that's my plan for this weekend is to... Clean out some stuff. Get rid of some stuff. It's going to hurt. Spring cleaning in the fall. In the fall. Yeah, cleaning up my life. That's basically it. Clean up Kim's life. All right. So (laughs) that has been our podcast today. Podcast number 23. 23. Um, So if you feel like you've been stupid and you want to talk about it, you know, reach out to us on our socials. You know, we, we... Feel free to ask us any questions or if you want to be on the actual podcast, you know, reach out. We do have some more guests coming up pretty soon. Um, Mm -hmm. We haven't had a guest in a couple of episodes, so it's coming. I already have a guest possibly, but we'll see what what happens. So this is more Speaks Out and the Even Me podcast and your girl Kim and your girl Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all take it easy. Bye.